This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hello, listeners. Matthew here again. And we've got a live show coming up on April 19th at 730 at Town Hall Seattle, as you know, and we need your help. Uh, The topic of that show is sack lunch. And if you have a story related to sack lunch, we would like to hear about it. We're looking for non-depressing stories. So if someone died in your story, maybe save that one for the confessional. If you've got a uh, entertaining story, maybe something that went wrong with a sack lunch, maybe uh, something weird you used to have in your sack lunch as a kid. Send it to contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com, and uh, you can do that whether or not you're going to be at the show, but if you are going to be at the show, uh, let us know. Thanks. Now on with the show. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, I forget our tagline, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about shallots, and my mouth is literally on fire. I am so... My mouth is so on fire, my lips feel kind of like they're fizzing. <laughs> I want to keep misusing the word literally throughout this episode yeah, to see do. if we can get people to write in let's to correct do. us. Yeah, that used to be, that literally used to be a problem I had. <laughs> uh, like uh, correcting people for it or saying it yourself? Saying it myself. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. So this uh, this episode on shallots was suggested by listener Casey. Thank you, listener Casey, with a capital L. Let's. Uh, do you have any shallot memory lane? Maybe maybe of the time you were in that that place. <laughs> uh, so my, you know, I feel like shallots are kind of uh, an esoteric thing for most American, like in the in the realm of American cooking, shallots are kind of like a fussy, fiddler, fiddly thing. I want to see a movie called In the Realm of American <laughs> Cooking. I'm so articulate today. I should be a writer. Yeah, literally. Um, no, my, I, I don't remember, I don't have a childhood <laughs> memory of shallots. Okay. Um, I remember using shallots for the first time myself when I was trying to make uh, a lentil salad, sort of like this ubiquitous lentil salad of France, like, Ru- like little tiny green or black lentils with vinaigrette and um, shallots. I think this was on the menu at the place where I had dinner last night. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a it's it's like a thing. Anyway, I was following a recipe, I think, from Sever magazine. This was probably easily 15 years ago, and it called for raw shallots to just be stirred into these cooked lentils with the vinaigrette. 
And the aftertaste of that put me off shallots for a long time. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, you could say the same thing for onions or leeks or whatever. Garlic. Ever heard of it? Uh Uh-huh. We we know my my feelings on uh, on garlic, my my terrible, terrible feelings. Um, I don't remember your terrible feelings on garlic. Remember we did a whole... them out. I think think you did because I think... I mean, I'll never forget your terrible feelings about egg salad, but garlic? Mm, mm -mm. No, remember we did a whole episode on garlic during which I admitted that I didn't like garlic very much? That was probably just a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Great. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm actually holding a shallot in my hand and squeezing it like a stress ball as we talk. It's the perfect size. Something, yeah. I mean, a shallot feels really good in your hand, like more so more so than like a, a large onion or a little head of garlic. <laughs> I think this is the most important thing about shallots that we're going to be covering today. Uh-huh. Like, you know, just squeeze them and you'll relax. Yeah. Have you noticed, I, uh, I just thought of this, uh, uh, have you listened to The Splendid Table and heard uh, Lynn Rosetto Casper say the word shallot? Does she say shallot? Shallot. Oh, boy. It's great. I don't no, like I love that. it. I don't like I didn't that. mean it as a criticism. I'm into it. I feel like that's one of those weird Frenchisms that isn't even like French people say it. They would say a shallot. Hey, Charlotte. Hey, Charlotte. It sounds like some kind of, some kind of like mafia, uh, like like something you'd hear on The Sopranos. Yeah, like it'd, hey, be, a, it'd be like what you would call a, a little portly guy. Uh, <laughs> Charlotte, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so anyway, so let's talk about shallots. So how are they different from onions? They kind of look like small onions that have this beautiful kind of orangey, pinky, papery skin. And inside, they're this beautiful kind of pale lavender pinky color and they're usually like two sort of bulbs stuck together yeah i'm I'm peeling one right now because i want to take a taste of it raw Ew, you do i do i mean oh not, not because i want to like i'm looking forward to it but you want to take a taste of it because you want to taste it for the next three days that's exactly it and um yeah and my lovely wife also <laughs> you want to taste her for the <laughs> next three days <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dangling participles. <laughs> All right. Dangling um, participles. Dingle dangle. Yeah, I wish I hadn't done yeah, that. Why did you do that, Matthew? Well, because I had this idea that maybe shallots were like, like a you know, like a walla walla onion that mm-hmm. is something mild enough to eat straight. But I think maybe no, they're not. Can I can I posit a theory? Yeah. Um. I. I can I posit? Uh. <laughs> I'd like to make a, a posit. D- deposit. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Into um, my bank account. I would like to make a deposit into your brain account, <laughs> which is this. I think in the onion family, there is a trade-off between how good an onion is for cooking and like how tolerable it is to eat raw. Huh, that's a... Good because theory. like I think I think like the same compounds that make this shallot like make me wish like I had never ever sunk my teeth into this shallot because it's going to ruin my next three days is the same thing that you know perfumes the uh, the whole kitchen with this beautiful scent when you yes. use a shallot in cooking and makes it like impossible to to cook the flavor out even if you braise them forever. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think that's a great point because something like a Walla Walla or a Vidalia onion, while delicious, has a more sort of one-dimensional kind of sweetness. Yeah, and sort of disappears in mm-hmm. cooking in a way that, that a, uh, a strong, uh, you know, vibrant, uh, funky yellow onion or shallot does not. Wow, that is like one of the more thoughtful things you've said on the show in a long time, Matthew. I think so. I'm, I like I'm pretty that. proud of that. I like it. Um, so, so let's get back to this. So, <laughs> so let's get back to bullshit. Let's get, let's get back to talking complete and utter nonsense. 
So uh, what is the difference between a shallot and an onion? I mean, they're both members of the Allium family. Uh-huh. I bet they're, in fact, the same species, but I didn't look it up, so don't email me on that. Great. Okay. Um, you know, I think that, you know, they're, they're different varieties of, of similar plants, certainly the same, the same genus, if not the same species, and uh, kind of you know, bred for different characteristics. And I think of their flavor, once cooked, as being a little sweeter than a, an onion. Yeah, I like do a, too. Like a, but a kind of complex sweetness. Yeah, it's hard to describe. And like I wrote on this paper that we should that we should try and describe it, but I don't think we're getting very far with I that. I think we're doing a terrible job. Um, yeah, can I can I uh, offer a, a bit of a rant? Yeah, which is shallots vary a lot in size. Mm-hmm. Like uh, especially like like once you break them apart, there's usually like one big bulb and one small one, and like they're you know like you said they're usually come in pairs, like two bulbs smooshed together inside a beautiful wrapping. And recipes usually call for like one shallot or, you know, like like uh, two shallots sliced. And I don't know if they mean like two halves or two whole ones. They vary yeah. in size a lot anyway. You know, at the very least, you know, if we're not going to break out the scale like I'm always doing, could we at least like measure these things by like cup of sliced shallots? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely prefer the scale like you would, but I think that's a good rant. I um, <laughs> thank you. We we do. Uh, salad. I'm really nailing it today. Don't you, you think? Are, First, I had that wow. that cogent observation. <laughs> then I had a fiery rant, as fiery as the as the uh, res- capsaicin residue that's coating my mouth. Uh, and next, I'm gonna do some gymnastics. Great. We have a, a salad dressing recipe that we make at Delancey in the summertime for tomato salad, and it basically involves a lot of minced shallot. Is that, that the Jersey salad? No, no the it's Jersey, the other one. This is uh, the, just the tomato salad. Okay. Um, usually has feta with it and preserved Meyer lemon. Yes. You remember this? You should anyway. name it after a state so I can remember what it's called. Maybe <laughs> the, the West Virginia salad? The dressing for this, um, the recipe is actually in my book, Delancey. I've heard of it. <clears throat> perhaps you have. Anyway, you basically mince a lot of shallots and um, let them sit in red wine vinegar for a while before adding olive oil and oh. some salt, a little pinch of sugar and turning it into a, a dressing. So you're basically kind of pickling these shallots in in red wine vinegar. And in that case, it's like not imperative whether you have the right size shallot or whatever. Sure. It's kind of... I, I don't know. Do you think there's ever a recipe that calls for shallots where you I really you need say to this. know, Matthew? No, I don't think there is. I mean, do but you, like a, a, a little shallot or a lot of shallot doesn't make a huge difference. Unless I think, it's unless raw. Unless it's raw. Yeah. Um, it, but I prefer never to eat a raw shallot unless I'm, it's going to be pickled. I'm never going to do it again. I, uh, you know, I'm just a precision kind of guy. You are. You are. Um, uh, so let's. I work t- on precision automobiles. Let's talk about. I saw Furious Seven last week. Let's talk about great. what we do with shallots. Okay, um, I put them into the gas tank of my of my car that runs on. When would you use a shallot and not an onion? Well, in this in this recipe that I made today, Ooh, yes, for let's example, talk about it. Let's tell everybody about the capsaicin <laughs> residue in our mouths. Uh, okay, so this uh, this recipe is uh, you know it's descended from a Mark Bittman recipe from the New York Times, um, and it was originally braised duck with green beans, but I substituted Brussels sprouts because duck and Brussels sprouts go great together, and the green beans at the store look terrible. Uh, and it's uh, braised with um, fish sauce and shallots. And uh, a little brown sugar. And um, then when the duck is nice and tender, uh, you throw in some uh, Brussels sprouts in this case and just braise them until they're tender. And then I topped it with crispy shallots and some really, really spicy chilies and fish sauce. 
Yeah, it was. It's very Thai. It's really, it's unlike any other duck preparation I've had in that it feels really light and fresh. Thank you. Oh, that yeah. would be the lime juice that I put in at the end and didn't mention on the show. Oh, great. Okay. Hey, you also failed to mention all the shallots you cooked down into the the dish. I think I did say something oh. about shallots. <laughs> oh, I don't know, but yes, I've at least a cup of shallots. Like I threw threw in there and sautéed a little. Do and you then, mean a then, cup of sliced shallots? I mean two shallots. And that's all that's all I'm saying. Connected at- No, I'm not answering anything oh. else. <laughs> it's just two shallots. Okay, great. Take it or leave and it. And so we're gonna put this on the old website. Oh yeah, we're gonna put this very imprecise recipe on the old website. Perfect. Which is old spilled milk podcast old. <laughs> and when when do you use shallots other than in this duck recipe? Um okay, so I will um I will use shallots like in uh well, we, we did we did a Thai salad recipe, and I think I made larb, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that uh, that's great with shallots in it. Um, sometimes sometimes you see it with raw shallots. Uh, I would I would like let the shallots uh, you know cook off a little bit in the uh, in the dressing or saute a little bit because uh, we've determined that that raw shallots are evil. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, okay. I don't know how to say this word. Is it duxel? Yeah, I've always said duxel. Duxel. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. This is a thing that I made often when Iris, uh, my daughter, was a baby. Uh, because, oh my god, you are so precious. Yeah, because oh my god, um, I yeah any any like oh my street, god, any street cred Duke I had for your child. <laughs> oh, Matthew, God, um, this yeah, this does not mean I'm going to stop teasing you about France, like. Oh, I have no, I'm I have never, no pride I'm whatsoever. I'm never gonna let you live this down. No, like my my um on a scale like like I'm I'm killing it on on like cogent observations, rants, and hypocrisy. Like Great. ten out of ten on all of those this week. <laughs> uh, it's you stuck the landing. Okay, so you chop you chop some uh, like button mushrooms and cook them down with butter and shallots. Am I right? I don't remember. Okay, like like I, finely, I finely chopped, really. minced, yeah. minced. Yes, um, like as so fine that, as you can go. So that it, I mean, it looks pretty gross when mm-hmm. you're done. And then like hit it with some cream. Maybe, it almost looks kind right? of pasty, almost. Yeah, it looks like a gray paste, but it's delicious. It's so delicious. Um, and I would I would make it. I would put it in an omelet. Uh huh. Um, and serve this to a baby. It's so wonderful. It is so much better than the sum of its parts. Like yeah. this show, really. Like if, this yeah, show. If you have a baby. Like, start shoveling in the Duke cell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I hadn't thought of it in so long. You sent me a text recently describing it and saying, what's the name of that Right, stuff? I couldn't remember what and it was called. I couldn't believe that I actually could still conjure the word Duke cell. Oh, I, I believe it. I hadn't thought of it in like 10 years. Anyway, uh, so there are a lot of vinaigrette recipes that call for a little bit of raw shallot. Do mm-hmm. you put it in there? Well, I do Generally, yes, but I'm thinking now I'm going to stop. You know what? You know what's if really you, good? If you put it in with the vinegar and let it kind of yes. mellow a little bit, then you can keep going. Um, I've made a roasted shallot vinaigrette, like either literally roasted in the oven or actually like, you know, browned in a saute pan um, and, and stir that into a vinaigrette. It's kind of like, you know, that's that's kind of uh, the only thing you can taste at that point, but it's, yeah. it's delicious. So that's fine. And so like, why would you use a shallot instead? Instead of like, uh, well, I no, nobody. <laughs> what, what are you going to say? Instead, gonna, instead of a lemon, say, I was going to say nobody puts raw onions in vinaigrette. You would never like m- mince well, or finely slice an onion and put that in vinaigrette, unless you were making like a tomato salad or uh, maybe a some cucumber salads. I I think part of it is that the layers are so thin that it seems more delicate, but yeah. the flavor. 
you know, I before before I bit into this the shallot and and was ruined forever. <laughs> uh, I, I sort of had the idea that the flavor was more mild than an onion. It's not. No, no. I think that they're just like small, cute onions. Yeah, they're small, but but they're. You know, it's it's all a scam because they're they're like, look, look, I'm, I'm a cute little shallot. I'm so mild and tender. Bite me. One of my favorite uses for shallots is something that you did today, actually fried shallots yes. on top of like a Vietnamese noodle salad or Thai dishes. Uh, often they're on top of pad Thai, right? At um, at our local uh, Malaysian walk up counter, Kadai Makan, oh, um, they Kadai put Makan. a lot of them into their fried rice, and it's fantastic. Fried shallots are so wonderful. They're like um, they're like French's fried onions, only they so are. much better. And you can buy them um, like at a, a tire or at an Asian grocery, but they're basically never good when you buy them. Mm-hmm. They're they're always kind of uh, funky and stale. Um, and they're really easy to make. So I just sliced uh, I sliced a couple of shallots, maybe two shallots, pretty great, thin. Great. Um, and I heated up, you know, maybe le- less than a cup of oil in uh, in a little uh, saucepan and heated up the oil and dropped the shallots in and cooked them for like five or 10 minutes until they were, you know, just... The, the trickiest part they, is like pulling them at browning. the right time. They keep browning after you pull them. Uh, right. And and also like they don't seem like they're browning for quite a while. And then suddenly you have to watch them very carefully as like the moisture has cooked out. Sort of like when you're toasting nuts. I, we, we did. Have we toasted nuts on this show before? No, we've never toasted nuts on this show. Um, we should because I feel like toasting nuts is, is similar in that like it seems like nothing is happening for a while. And then suddenly, boom, they're blackened and, and destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like June says this thing whenever we're like in line somewhere and she's frustrated and, I, frustrated and I tell her that we have to wait. She goes, waiting, waiting, waiting. <laughs> Waiting, waiting, waiting. That's kind of what it's like. That's how I felt. That's yeah. how. I, yeah, she's she's wise, wise beyond her years. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, fried. You should get her an iPhone. <laughs> fried shallots can really step up uh, pretty much any dish. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm now that I have these here. Like I should have made more because um, I'm going to sprinkle them. Whatever I make for dinner tonight, and I haven't even decided. I'm definitely going to sprinkle the rest of these on there. You can't have them. Great. Okay. And I'm talking to Molly, not the audience. Oh, terrific. Okay. Um, let's see here. What else do we do with shallots? So I like to, um, a, a number of years ago, Brandon and I were visiting my mom, and my mom uh, had a whole bunch. My my mom is quite famous, at least for me. <laughs> in, in the, no, I mean, f- famous for... I, letting food go bad in her refrigerator. I think, oh, okay. I think parents in general are famous for I this thought just among g- generally children. famous, like, like no, you know. No, my mother is she not has, famous. She has two million Instagram followers. <laughs> she does. And um, she's always like, you know. She's like one of those Mormon mom blogs. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing, but I guess I'm you not surprised. You didn't know that was a thing? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I can visualize what it must be like now that you now that you said it. These women are running like minor empires, populated by seven children and two million Instagram followers. Okay. Anyway, no. Uh, so my mother is famous in my tiny little world for letting food go bad in her refrigerator. Sure. And once we were visiting, and she had a whole bunch of shallots for some reason in her fridge, which I I, I never keep. No, I don't keep them in the fridge or either. Like in the fridge. Anyway, Brandon wisely pulled them out, peeled them, and then um, put them in 
a baking dish, covered them with like equal parts olive oil and sherry vinegar. And this was after they'd gone bad? No, they were just starting to like get a little soft. Oh, okay. You know, but they were sure. still usable. Anyway, put a little bit of uh, olive oil and sherry vinegar on them, covered the Brandon pan. made something with vinegar? I'm shocked. Covered the pan really tightly with aluminum foil and baked it for like an hour and a half. Nice. Stirring occasionally. And they get like really sticky with the sugars from the shallot and the sugars from the vinegar. With the sugars from the shallot and the sugars from the vinegar. (laughs) Glazed and they're really delicious and would be a delicious side dish for any delicious meal. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) With the sugars from the shallot and the sugars from the vinegar. So is that similar to what you made today? That's exactly Did you already what I talk made. about the thing you made and I wasn't paying attention? Yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Oh, oh, oh about. I see. Jeez. But you didn't make the connection. Sorry. Like, okay, anyway. You said this was a thing you made once, but you didn't like gesture toward the plate and say, you know, so, like, like, let's, and in fact, let's say it's the, this thing. It's this thing. So should you happen to come into a whole bunch of shallots for about a pound, you're going to want like a tablespoon of olive oil and a tablespoon of vinegar per okay. pound. Toss it. Roast it for an hour and a half, tightly covered, stirring occasionally. So delicious. Preferably sherry vinegar, you would say? I think or... sherry vinegar is best. I but love But you sherry can do vinegar. whatever you want. I think, it, I think they'd be great on a cheeseburger. <laughs> yes. On a cheeseburger with pretty much anything. I have not really explored the idea of, of shallots on a burger. Like I will often, uh, I, like grilled onions is my favorite thing on a burger, but it seems I like. I feel like a shallot. How could that, you know. Well, it's not going to be anything bad. But great. Um, yeah. Unless it was raw. Unless it was raw. Also, uh, I think I think we first ate these with like steak or something, and that's kind of nice too because the shallots get so silky, but they've still got a really strong, complex flavor. I love how when I put my fork into it, like the layers kind of slide apart. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. sexy. Um, wow. <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, um, how else do we use them? There's so many other ways to use shallots. So I um I, I don't know very much about Indian cooking, um, but I know that that both onions and shallots are used uh, in great quantities in in Indian food, um, kind of interchangeably, sort of in the same way that that lemons and limes are are kind of the same thing in Mexican food. Oh my but, god! I can't believe you just said that. What? I think a whole bunch of Mexican food experts are going to write in to us and tell us how okay, stupid let's see. we are. I, yeah. Let's uh, you know you know how I usually say don't don't uh, don't correct us on that no I right want to hear people you tell us you tell us are Mexican in Mexican food are lemons and limes basically interchangeable go yeah. and uh, so back to back to uh, making gross generalizations about Indian food you know there are, there are, uh, are Indian curry recipes where the where like the the thickener for the curry base is is basically like an enormous quantity of brown shallots or onions that are that are then pureed which is great that's really cool yes there's there's like that persian condiment where shallots are like grated into yogurt which uh wow. which i feel like is a uh maybe for me an exception uh to the no raw shallots rule it seems like maybe they would be mellowed out a yeah. little bit by the acid in the yogurt am i just talking out of out of your shallot yeah <laughs> Um, Out of my echalot. Echalot. <laughs> Having spent time in France, um, <laughs> I, I feel like I've heard talk of like the the uh, legendary French gray shallots and how like these are like the best shallots, but I don't really know. I don't really know anything. All right, great. <laughs> great. Maybe some of our listeners will write in and tell us about those. How too. many, wait, how many things do we want people to weigh in so on? So many, on, everything. Yes. Everything. Okay. Okay. So is there anything else we need to say? I think there isn't. 
Great. Okay. Well, we will put the the recipe for Matthew's braised duck with Brussels sprouts on yep. the old website. We uh, maybe, with a little help from my friend Mark Bettman. Um, maybe we can also put up a, a quick little set of instructions for frying shallots. Oh, definitely. And uh, we'll put up the recipe for Brandon's vinegar roasted shallots. We give so much. We give and give and give. And you can't have any. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. And you can find us at spilledmilkpodcast.com, a, a website that we're in the process of thinking about how to fix the yeah, things that are broken. real about. janky. Um, but you know, it's, is, is, this the, is this a podcast or a website? It's, it's both, and so we should probably fix the website. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you can uh, leave us a review on iTunes. We say that every week, and it kind of glides by, but it's actually really helpful. Like, if you listen to the show and have listened to the show for a while and have not um, gone onto iTunes and, and left a brief review, which will take you a minute of your time, it actually helps us a lot in the iTunes ratings. That helps us pick up more listeners. I'm not sure what that does for you exactly, but it's very helpful to us. It really helps us. Yeah. So thank you in advance. Uh, you know, it just keeps things rolling around here, mm-hmm. like in the like in the movie Furious Seven, um, where we're podcasting a quarter mile at a time. Uh, that should have been the the closing I have joke. No idea what you're talking okay. about. Okay, um, <coughs> Molly. Okay, we we have to go now because um, I need to um, bring Molly up to speed on the last seven <laughs> Fast and Furious movies, so she'll be ready for Fast Eight when it <laughs> inevitably comes out next year. Great. Thanks for listening to Spilled Milk. Yo, Duxel. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. <laughs> and I'm Matthew Amsterburn. Oh, everything is so noisy, by God. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.